Possibly. Tim, you got to get in on the Boston Scott train, man. He's okay. basically just Darren Sproles again. Yay! Six, five, six, super fast. Does a lot of chugging. He's got to move twice as fast because of the legs. <laughs> he got short um, little legs. And uh, and it's awesome because he's a five foot six guy that plays his best against the New York Giants. So nice. instantly you get, you know, the moment he does anything, you get like six thousand Eagles fans and reporters just going boston scott giant killer (laughs) (laughs) i love it yeah yeah welcome to brose why you babysitting only two or three shots? I'ma show you how to turn it up a notch. First you get a swimming pool full of rosé, then you dive in. Get a pool full of rosé, then you dive in. Eh? Eh? Uh, eh? I have no idea what the fuck I, that I was. I don't know. Uh, I, that's a great song. That's a great song. It's, it's a fantastic song. Uh, welcome to the Brose Podcast, everyone. Uh, my name is Matt Cassell, and joining me as they always do are my bros in Rosé. On an audio feed reporting live from Belmar, New Jersey, it's Mr. Rich Sweeten. Hello! On an audio feed reporting live from Haddon Heights, New Jersey, it's Mr. Sean O'Brien. Hey, everybody. And on an audio feed reporting live from Mad City, it's Mr. Tim Hansen. What's that? <laughs> <laughs> How is everyone doing? Fabulous. Great. Eh, yeah. Pretty good. Pretty good. Good? Good? Excellent. Excellent. Uh, starting off with a very timely Kendrick Lamar reference eight years <laughs> after that song came out. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, look, listen, any, if you can work, I'm just going through songs now cause I'm out of, of good, uh, advertising slogans. And look, if you have a song about swimming in a pool full of liquor, I'm going to turn it into something related to wine. <laughs> you it know, it really makes sense. It would be weird swimming in a pool full of liquor. Wouldn't it kind of burn a little bit because alcohol, like. I don't know. That'd just be weird. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it's it's definitely the move you pull when you're trying to be a baller. I mean, True. You, you'd be True. like, hey, look, this is how much money I have. I just poured Smirnoff into this whole freaking swimming pool. Uh, and then the, the girls want to come play Baywatch with me. So uh, so they just dive in. Yeah. Screw <laughs> uh, buying like a $500,000 car. I'm going to fill a pool with liquor. Yeah, that'd be great because, like, the thing is you still have to be economical about it. So you can't fill it with, like, Grey Goose or something. So you have to go, yeah, you're balling out, but you're still getting, like, Popov and pouring it into the swimming pool. (laughs) Like, yeah, you're you're balling on a budget at that point. Uh, Welcome to the award-winning Brose podcast, everyone. Available, as always, on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, TuneIn, and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold. Uh, As you know at this point, the premise of our show is that we answer questions from you, the audience, about life, the universe, and everything while enjoying a delicious glass of rosé. And if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air, email it to brosequestions at gmail.com. That's brosequestions at gmail.com. But before we get to those questions, let's discuss what we're drinking tonight. Tim Hansen. Uh, Tim is back on the drinking train, thank God. Uh, <laughs> but no, no wine for me because I'm celebrating with my favorite time of beer, Oktoberfest. Mm-hmm. Sam Adams, my uh, my first Oktoberfest, my favorite Oktoberfest. It's delicious. I love it. Is that is my favorite time of beer? Like 
a Sam Adams tagline or is that a Tim Hansen tagline? That's a me tagline. <laughs> <laughs> like this is, so that's like my thing is this time of year, the first time like I see a bottle or I buy my first draft of it every year, take a picture, post it, my favorite time of beer. <laughs> when when I could drink regular beer, I loved a good Oktoberfest. They're they're just they're they're amazing. They're fabulous. Rich, what are you drinking tonight? I am drinking uh, Lab uh, White. It is a dry white wine. Um, it's good. I'm not a big dry wine fan, but this is actually it's it's good. I enjoy it. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sean, what are you drinking? I'm drinking L's iced coffee, which is an iced coffee liquor. The core that is just very good. It's super sweet. I wouldn't recommend drinking it. I think I'm going to have a headache. Like I'm going to get, you know, that early hangover when you're not even done drinking. But yeah, it's, the it's very nice. Yeah. It's, it, but it would be nice for like a dessert. Yeah. A little dessert sippy drink. I'm sort of at that point as well with mine. Uh, I'm drinking a cranberry Moscato from Tomasello Winery uh, in in New Jersey, and uh, it is very sweet. It is delicious. Uh, it is. It contains zero percent juice, which is a claim you only have to make when your beverage tastes like mm-hmm. juice. Uh, and so I'm also at that point, Sean, where um, where like you know, 15 minutes in, you're like, boys, boy, this is a mistake. Like this. <laughs> This is going to come back to haunt me. Uh, There's not a lot of alcohol in this, but it is very, very sweet. So uh, very good as a dessert sipping wine, as Sean was mentioning. Uh, Rich, you have our next round of questions, correct? Yes, I do. All right. Let's get it on. What's our first question? Our first question is, and uh, Sean, you're going to have to help me out with this one because it has an image of John Mulaney on it. And you're probably a better John Mulaney uh, impressionist than I am. I don't think so. It asks, uh, what are you sensitive about? And John Mulaney sitting there like, and I'm like, no, that's something. That's the thing I'm sensitive about. I, I don't know this bit. So I feel like you probably know it better than I do. Yeah, that's the bit about uh, seventh grade, uh, seventh graders being accurate bullies. <laughs> Look at that high-waisted man with feminine hips. <laughs> no. <laughs> Sean, have you ever seen uh, Melissa Villasenor doing John Mulaney? Yeah, it's so good. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's frighteningly good. Uh, so uh, what are you guys sensitive about? <laughs> what am I sensitive about? That's so – I'm so sensitive. Um, uh, hmm. I don't really know. Uh I don't know the way. I, I'm not really sure which way uh, the the question is trying to ask. So I'll I'll go with this. Uh, one thing that like kind of I guess I could be sensitive about and it grinds my gears is hearing people chew, and like mm-hmm. like just especially when there's no other noise going on. Like and I just hear somebody chewing. It just like I I I twitch and I hate it and it drives me nuts. So maybe that I guess. Hmm. so sensitive to that sound yeah i'm sensitive okay. to it like okay yeah i interpreted the question as uh a personal like insecurity of some sort um like like a yeah like for me like, 
I am. I still have a body image thing where uh, I, I kept in. I, I there was a period of time where I was keeping in very good shape, and now I am keeping in moderately good shape. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are still times when, like you know, you, you look in the mirror. We have a big old mirror in our bedroom, and I look at it uh, as I'm getting changed, and I go. <laughs> Uh, so, so, uh, so, and, and that encourages me to, to not fall off the wagon when it comes to like working out, but it's still something where I'm just like, if I pull a shirt that like used to fit me and it fits a little more snugly, I'm like, Oh God. Uh, <laughs> so I, that, that is something I am sensitive about is, is that, uh, general. And that's something I think a lot of people are, is just like body yeah. image things, mm-hmm. even if, whether it's you're, you're super skinny or whether you're, you're more on the, the, the heavy side, I think there are a lot of people who would like to look differently than they do. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, that that's sort of in my wheelhouse. Uh, Sean, what about you? Uh, definitely body image stuff as well. But I'm also like, I'm, it's not something I'm sensitive about, but something I worry about all the time is like, I don't understand why people like me. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, mm. I, was, <laughs> I just got back into uh doing uh therapy and i was talking to my therapist about like i was like i just don't like i was like i have low self-esteem like i honestly don't know why people choose to spend time with me and i think mm-hmm. about that all the time and so i'm not it's not sense i'm not sensitive about it i just don't like i think i think I, I would be sensitive if someone were to say something like you know like if i guess i'm sensitive to people saying i'm annoying mm-hmm. that's what i'm sensitive mm-hmm. about because mm-hmm. I feel like I am. <laughs> you don't want to be like the burden. I, I absolutely yeah. get that. Like you don't want to be seen as a burden. So if somebody comes in and in their way implies that you are a burden or are annoying mm-hmm. or something like that, you're like, oh my God, I was right. Yeah. Like it just confirms your priors. Exactly. Like, I knew it the whole time. The whole yeah. time I knew I, nobody likes me and I'm annoying. Yeah, I exactly. absolutely get that. Like y- y- mm-hmm. if your mind filters out the 99% of things that mm-hmm. that work against what you're saying and just you you zoom in on that one and be like well if that person thinks it then everybody must think it and then you go exactly. crazy <laughs> yeah uh tim what are you sensitive about uh i got man boobs and like no matter how good of where a did shape, you hang I, them haha <laughs> uh like no, I no caught matter them out in the woods no matter how much weight I've lost or like how good of shape I've been in like d- during wrestling season I was always in pretty good shape uh and like easily drop 10 pounds off and that's probably the trimmest i've ever been uh doesn't matter how much weight i lose or whatever they're still fucking there and i'm just like what the shit man what do i gotta do chop you fuckers off um so like that that's always a sensitivity and honestly it's the only reason i'm ever ashamed to take off my shirt so even though i've put on weight now and i'm like fatter than i used to be i don't give a fuck about that i just care about like i've got man boobs and i hate it yeah (laughs) so and for me, it's a spare uh, yeah, tire. That's it. Yeah, for your man boobs is my spare tire, so it's the same way. It's like, oh man, I just yeah. see it looks bad. Yeah, because I don't care about my spare tire. Yeah, I love my spare tire. So I'm the exact opposite. I'm the exact opposite. <laughs> of you. It's like, oh man. If uh, if this question was a multiple choice question, <laughs> and all of your answers were part of it, I'd be writing in E all of the above right now. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. it is all of that. Like, but one thing that uh. Yeah, I, I get pretty sensitive about is potentially how loud I breathe. And I get very uh, notice. Like, I notice it a lot more when I'm around people or since we're recording uh, uh, digitally or virtually or whatever. Um, 
like I notice it more and I like I try to lean back so that I'm not breathing into the mic, but I know that I just naturally breathe louder and heavier because I'm 335 pounds. I'm a big guy. I'm going to breathe loud. But like if somebody mentions like like why are you breathing so heavy or this or that, like I it instantly like just brings me totally down. Mm-hmm. It's tied to other stuff, so it's like it reminds you of everything almost. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That's a bummer. Yeah, dude. That yeah, I hear I get I get that, man. I get that. Um any any other uh sensitivities or insecurities that you just want to churn out there and put <laughs> yeah, into the public so, forum? So many. Now I'm just yeah. like li- I'm living it. Listen, I got yeah. like dry skin problems. Yeah. I'm bald. Like li- I just keep going. Sometimes I I whistle through my my the gap in my teeth and, and no one else notices but I do and it drives me crazy. <laughs> I I just, I don't know what you're talking about. I have no it idea. Happens. No, it happens. I, I, it happens less because I noticed I was doing it um, from years ago when I had a podcast. So I would be like, you know, I'd have an S and it'd be like a tweet noise coming out my front teeth. I'm like, no, I'll never be a famous radio man like this. And then, they're not uh, going to like me. They're not going to like you can't be a radio boy. You have weird teeth. So uh, so I've, I've adjusted the way I, I talk in reaction to that. But I occasionally I still hear it. I'm like, ah, shit. I I used to have a lisp, but I went through speech therapy and uh, like, like I guess beat it or conquered it or I don't really know what you would say about that. But I occasionally do hear it come back, and that just like I'm like shit, man. Mm-hmm. Like I got to do my s's better. Yeah, well, yeah. I, have a, I, I also have a did speech well. therapy for a lisp. Me too. Nice. Actually, I don't think I did for a lisp. I just did it. I, I I can't remember why I did speech therapy, but I it got me out of class like once a week in uh, mm-hmm. at Saints Philip and James. Uh, so Philip and James. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was me. We, they I just got decided of... everybody said shit weird. And they're like, you're going <laughs> to speech therapy. But like, okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> There's this poor kid uh, that that Tim. I don't know if you, if you know our, our, our this kid Mike from uh, from my grade. Uh, he had a bit of a speech impediment and he talked very high. Um, because I was dumb. Uh, what I told when I told my mom was that Mike had a French accent, uh, <laughs> which is not <laughs> Mike, who is the most American person on the planet, just had a speech impediment. And I said, oh, he's got a French accent because it was weird. <laughs> Damn. I, I know who you're talking assholes. about. I remember him. Yeah, 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 yeah. The 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 high pitched voice that that gave it away. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a good, he's a good kid. Like I was friends with him for for years, but uh, but yeah, I, just, I didn't know how the way to describe. It. My mom was like, "Matt, that's not a French accent. <laughs> that's not what that is." Are you uh, sure? Also, you're 20. You can't keep calling him that. You can't keep saying it's a French accent. We uh, oui, anything oui. else, or shall we move on? <laughs> I the list can go on and on. Yeah. I'm just not gonna. Yeah. If you want to ask like eight versions of this question, we could just keep going and be like, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like next next session, ask what are you sensitive about that you haven't mentioned already, and list what we've mentioned, and mm-hmm. so we can do more. Just put put us on the couch, Doc. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, what do we got next, Rich? Uh, next is a uh, question submitted by Emma. Oh, Emma. Why are there so many flies in Philly? Are there? I hadn't noticed. I I lived in Philly for two years, I, and I never noticed. Is it a recent thing, or has Philly maybe always... maybe Philly's gone to the flies, my guys? <laughs> yeah, that's it. I I, I mean, ask my wife. I, I I she has not. That's not something that's come up uh, in her commute in and out of the city. But you know, maybe there it's just the time of day or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, maybe maybe during the summer I can see it if it's like if trash is laying out a lot more. It's like probably dirtier, and the bugs are out more during the summer because it's like warmer out 
But that I, might be that might be why. Like if they had to for budgetary reasons, like change the um the trash, trash schedule. schedule. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They might it might legitimately just be like a, a, yeah. a sanitary I, thing. And I also haven't been in Philly in over seven months. So <laughs> Yeah, I've been noticed. <laughs> well, I have I have been in Philly, but I haven't noticed the flies being any more prevalent than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel like that if that was a more prevalent issue, all of uh, my college friends that I still keep in touch with would have been bitching about that this entire time because they would have been stuck at home and they would have just be like, "Fuck these flies!" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Poor flies need to get listen. The the flies are bored too. It's quarantine yeah. for the flies. You know, maybe uh, what you watching? What, yeah, well, you know, it is, uh, people are eating out less, so yeah. not as many not as many meals to go and munch off of. Uh, you know. So it's it's listen it's rough sailing for the flies too. Charlie Bram, uh, listener Charlie Bram brought up months ago how this could impact the vampire population. Uh, <laughs> we, we have not considered how the pandemic could be adversely impacting our fly brothers, yeah, and sisters, yeah, yeah, because we're eating out less, so there's less trash, and less trash yeah. means that they don't have as much to eat. Yeah, I got you know you know what, guys, I got a message for the fat cats in Washington D.C. You better take care of our flies with this next <laughs> stimulus so, bill. So. Yeah. So the answer, I've just looked into it. The answer legitimately is because of the pandemic. It's trash. <laughs> and so trash. What, so what is it? It's because of the trash? Yeah, it's that they had to, uh, because of the pandemic, there were there more people are at home, so there's more trash building up, and they're having a hard time keeping up with that. So it. Yeah. Bummer. that's oh, what wow. it is. What's with all these everywhere. flies? <laughs> just yet What's another. What's with all these flies? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yet another adverse impact and unintended consequence (laughs) of this once in a century pandemic is is fucking flies just why not locusts (laughs) yeah just waves and waves upon uh, plague now coming so sorry Emma it's the coronavirus yeah Yeah. (laughs) so once again it's China's fault Um, (laughs) uh, what what are you gonna do it is what it is it is is what it is what's next rich next up we have a question submitted by john tersich uh what band do you hope spent the last eight plus months writing and recording a new album or 10 (laughs) an album or 10 21 Uh, pilots i hope weezer did a new cover album (laughs) you just straight up trolling me (laughs) at this point (laughs) dude like 20, yeah. 21 pilots, like right when quarantine started, like was right there with a uh, level of concern and that like it, it's so topical. So I, I just hope that they continued channeling that creativity and like mm-hmm. kept going. Didn't they do that quarantine song? Um, That's level of concern. Is it? OK. Yeah. It's I a only, great song and it's so catchy. I only know it is like the, well, you the be quarantine song. my little, my little quarantine. quarantine. Yeah, that's all I know it is. Um, it's literally five seconds <laughs> later is because I told you a level of concern. <laughs> mm. Run the Jewels put out an album during quarantine, but I wanted to put out another one uh, <laughs> because they they put it out before a lot of the uh, the stuff happened over the summer with the the protests and and uh, a lot of that a lot of those stories coming out. Uh, I want I, wa- <laughs> I want a reaction to all that. Like I just want I. I- I need, I want to hear what they have to say. So, and I think they, they would come out very uh, invigorated by a lot of the social changes happened over the last couple of months, and just a lot of the 
political news. Like I, I, that's what I want to hear from us. I want to hear somebody who's got like a genuine political consciousness. Like I think I think Laura Jane Grace put out an album as well. Oh, um, it's so good, but it's not. Is it? There's a little bit of political stuff, but for the, it's not really. Uh, and that's fine because I think she's good at like. Yeah, it's a lot more folksy. Alice mm-hmm. loves that album. Really? For real, is just so into it. Like every yeah. time it comes on, she starts dancing. She loves I don't know mm-hmm. what it is about that album specifically. I put a tweet out when when that album dropped of Alice dancing to it, and yeah. she has not stopped. Like it's That's awesome. I don't know why she loves Laura Jane Grace's album. It's a great album, but I don't yeah. know why it's any different. Like I've tried it with like similar sounding stuff, like mm-hmm. even against me. She's not yeah. as into against me as she is into Laura Jane Grace's uh <laughs> That's interesting. Solo album. It's wild. Yeah, that, I don't know. That's why I want. Like, I don't I I don't necessarily need like, you know, artist McWhitey to come out and say, like, I also think that black lives matter. Like, I mm-hmm. want somebody who's gonna have like a decent decent perspective on either politics or like you said, Sean, just like the effect that quarantine has on, you know, people who have mental health issues or people who are struggling mm-hmm. with depression or things like that, which I I, I believe that she does. Um, hmm. so I, I, I'm interested in those kind of things. So run the jewels and I will say Lauren Jane Grace is a honorable mention because she actually did put out an album, uh, mm-hmm. in the last couple of months about this. So, uh, Goldfinger spent, uh, the first couple of weeks of quarantine releasing now we're uh, quarantine, quarantine videos of like their hits. And I wouldn't mind getting a new Goldfinger album because of yeah, that. sure. Why not? That's I could good. get behind that. Yeah, Goldfinger think... getting a revitalization because of uh, the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remake that came out. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get up, get up, get up, get up. <laughs> Introducing they Superman actually... to a whole new generation. Did they do that during their no, no, they <laughs> didn't do Superman, did they? That song no. is so good. I know it's a fucking banger. It is. Uh, it is. Sean, Sean, what, who would you like to hear uh, come out with a new album? Uh, or hope that you've come out with an. I hope that they've been working on an album for the last seven months. So. To, to go the opposite of Matt, I would like to hear a new Coheed and Cambria album. Hell yeah. Just to get out of all of, like, just mm-hmm. to be, like, transported to a whole new thing. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, mm-hmm. that seems yeah. real nice to me. Just to, like, be, like, way out in the middle of space talking about thieves or whatever. Whatever yeah, they're I'm on good. right now, I'm like, into yeah. it. Yeah. Jesse's and Girl 2 was good, but Jesse's Girl I need, 2 was good, I need a space I need, opera. Yeah, I need my space opera. So at the beginning of quarantine, That's there was an, I, I, I read an interview uh, with with Claudio that uh, that met Claudio Sanchez from the from Coheed and Cambria that mentioned that they were finishing up the second album of this new uh, series that they're doing, but they were having a problem because they had the the, the storyline centers around and has a song about a location called the Hallelujah Quarantine, and he said in the interview, he's like, now it's like now I don't know what to do. Like, do we do we leave the name there? Do we change it? Like, is it being insensitive? Like, I, we don't know what to do. So, uh, so that that may that may rear its head in whatever the next story is. But I think there's a lot of value, like mm-hmm. I said, in like just bonkers, prog, sci-fi craziness uh, mm-hmm. to to get away from all this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, any other bands or artists you hope have been working on music the last seven months? Dragon Force, just because. There you go. <laughs> I fucking love Brian Fallon. Just... Oh, I'm a Brian Fallon because he's got that like syrupy, like Americana vibe uh, that I think would also be very heartening at a time like this. Um, okay. So I, I'll go with him. Yeah. How about a uh, Dolly Parton? 
Sure. She puts uh, out a new she's... album after funding the Moderna vaccine. Yeah. <laughs> she's been she's been killing it with everything else she does. I honestly hope she takes a break and doesn't release an album. <laughs> now we need her to pass a stimulus bill too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm gonna go with Polyphia just because I just discovered them, but their latest album is two years old already. So I want I want new stuff. <laughs> what is it? Way to go, Polyphia. Polyphia? It's just oh, Polyphia. Polyphia. Okay. 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 I'm gonna go with Polyphia. Got it. Okay. 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 I wasn't sure the, if it was one of those like warp tour bands. Nah, it's it's all instrumental, but it's just like oh, so melodic. Like mm-hmm. the guitar is just ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Plus, his name is Tim Hansen, so <laughs> I like mm. gotta give him props. It's very close to your own name, Tom Hansen. It's so <laughs> close. It's like right there. Right there. One letter. <laughs> Rich, what do we got next? Uh, next, uh, we have question is does what you wear say anything about you as a person it says i'm comfy i am entirely defined by my fashion choices <laughs> of backwards baseball hats my bet my, <laughs> my personality is defined by me looking as much like fred durst as possible <laughs> Ooh, yeah now no. i know why you all hate me um <laughs> uh does your fashion say anything about you rich yeah does what you wear say anything about you and yeah it says this this dude's a fucking nerd <laughs> <laughs> there you go all right yeah fucking nerd. and why and why does it say that what about what you wear i mean you guys can't really see it but my shirt says chaotic neutral on it and i'm wearing star wars pajama pants there so just noise yeah it has anyone named a band Chaotic Neutral? Because that would be a good band name. That would be a fantastic band name. Uh, yeah. I, Anything yeah. on that uh, that that square, the tendency square, or whatever it's called, uh, would be cool. I mean, probably not Lawful Evil. I don't think Lawful Evil is a good band name, but Chaotic Neutral. Is oh, I disagree. Oh, I disagree. <laughs> Tim and I had a band called Visibly Blind. Lawful <laughs> Evil would absolutely it's perfect. Work. Yeah. Mm. Sean, what is your? Uh, fashion say about you um i don't know right now i'm wearing a golden girl shirt to stay golden so it's a golden girls outsiders combo Mm -hmm. shirt but i don't know i think for for the most part maybe that i don't shop for myself that mary buys all my clothes (laughs) yeah because this is the kind of stuff that i would buy me and she Mm -hmm. buys me clothes that are like legit Mm -hmm. okay but uh, yeah i don't know i think it's it's just I, I dress like a dad now. Like I just <laughs> wear, you know, like button downs and jeans. Yeah, <laughs> right. Uh, Tim, does your fashion choices say anything about you besides I'm comfy? Uh, I see, my my issue is I just I I don't have one style per se, except for like during the summer, and then it's always just like some T-shirt with some funny thing on it or some nerdy thing on it and like cargo shorts that's the only time i consistently wear like the same thing just because it's so fucking hot and if i wear anything else i'm gonna die oh hmm. uh but like in high school they tried uh, a bunch of the guys i went to cfs with were like dude we we like can't peg you as anything because today you're dressed kind of like a skater tomorrow you're probably gonna be dressed kind of like a prep like I we I can't define you because you don't have one style. You have all of them, and I was like, "Cool, I like that." Um, it's times just the words "prep" 
and uh, it's making me remember, remember prep and skater. Like, yeah, I don't miss high school at all. Like, <laughs> just, just was a quick reminder that, like, oh yeah, I don't, I don't need any of that in my life. So I mean, like, I, I, I don't know. Like, it, winter, it's still like t-shirts and jeans, but I'm also gonna throw on like a quarter zip sometimes, or like wear a really nice button down just because I want to, not because I'm going to anything. It's just mm-hmm. this button down looks nice. My leather jacket looks nice. Uh, so I, I don't, I don't know what my style would say about me because I feel like I don't have a like stereotypical style necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have a sense of humor. I, I guess that's it. There you go. Um, so I typically am also, I'm, I'm usually wear a ball cap and, and t-shirt and jeans, usually keep it pretty casual. Um, and I think the problem is I also have like, my hair typically goes very long in the back. And so with the ball cap, uh, normal, you know, front brim ball cap and long hair in the back along with t-shirt and jeans. Uh, I think what my fashion says about me is this guy has seen monster jam like 15 or 16 times. <laughs> uh, like this guy, Grave digger. This, guy was, <laughs> this guy was born at Dover international speedway. Uh, <laughs> like just, just not exactly the vibe I'm looking to give off, but I think it's what I give off. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I, I, like to you, Tim, I, I there's a couple of different like I'll I'll wear, you know, this on a on a normal day. If I just you know, if I have the day off or if I just have a weekend, I just can wear whatever I want. It's usually ball cap, T-shirt, jeans. Um, you know, if I'm going somewhere a little bit nicer, maybe I'll have like a button down that's uh, like a plaid button down that makes me look like, you know, I I'm president of a pumpkin patch. Um, <laughs> so, you know, one of those things. Uh, so it, it, it varies on the day. It varies on the day. Mm-hmm. Any other fashion thoughts? Nah, I think my my fashion is just so similar all the time. Like in the summer, it's just t-shirt and shorts. And then when it gets colder, it's t-shirt and long pants. And then when it gets colder, it's t-shirt, long pants and cardigan. Like that's all that's my that's the evolution of my style if you can call it that. It's just mm-hmm. So I don't know yeah. what that says about me. It says <laughs> something probably. Yeah. Like I'm I'm the I'm the same way. T-shirt shorts, T-shirt pants, and then T-shirt hoodie and pants. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. What do we got next, Sean? Uh, yeah, Sean, what do we got next? <laughs> oh, no. Did oh, I forget sorry. again? Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, sorry, Rich. What do we got next? Uh, next, we have uh, what will be difficult about the transition to post to a post-COVID world. Assuming that eventually happens. <laughs> oh, jeez, that got dark. What's gonna uh, be What's gonna be awkward is that the ten thousand dollar bet I put on we're never leaving quarantine is gonna be really. It's gonna look really bad for my bank account uh, <laughs> we, when we go outside. So the go the GoFundMe to help Matt pay off his bet debt is uh... please. <laughs> yeah, gambling addict Matt Casnell decided to gamble on a pandemic. Uh, no, uh, yeah. What would be the, the hardest thing about transitioning back to normal life, Tim? Um, see, I think it depends on how we're going to define normal. I don't, I don't think we're going to go back to the normal, normal that we're used to for potentially years, if ever. Yeah. No um, more spitting in your hand before giving me a handshake. Tim. <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to lick your face. We're, we're going to have to come up with another way. <laughs> yeah. It's much better, but much better way to seal the deal. You're welcome. Um. Uh, yeah, I mean, I that that's kind of where I'm at. Is I feel like masks are going to be around for a long time. 
Uh, and we're just going to have to get used to it. Uh, that's that. That's kind of where I'm at. I feel like that's the extent of how not normal things are going to be, is that masks are probably still going to be around or a common sight, even if they're not necessarily mandated or anything like that, uh, is that they're going to be around for a while. Yeah, I'm, I'm probably going to continue wearing a mask for the foreseeable future to public events and public places like food shopping and things like that. Probably not to like a party or something, but to like concerts and food shopping, I probably will keep wearing a mask. Hmm. To that end, I think the the weirdest thing is going to be like, again, re, re, becoming re-socially adjusted in the sense of like reading people's facial expressions. Because if we ever get to the point where a majority of people are not wearing masks anymore, we've just spent a year not seeing people's mouths, not seeing a lot of facial reactions, talking to people on the phone, and whatever visual cues we're getting from other people is doing what we're doing now via video chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I, communication, just basic ass communication, I think, is going to be a bit of an adjustment uh, for when we're, we're out and about again, you know, even when you know, if, if we if we do ever get to a point where people are not wearing masks on a on a majority basis. Um, I will go with that because I'm, I'm noticing that more and more like I have to be like if I'm at the grocery store, I have to be like super expressive to show that I'm not an asshole. Uh, at the yep. grocery store to the, to the <laughs> checkout person. I'm like, hey, how are you? Like a super loud, super bright um, when, to the point where the, the cashier is probably like, look at this asshole. Like, Jesus, I can't cheer right now. <laughs> what a dick. For 10 hours. What an asshole. Mm-hmm. So that's my that's my pick. Yeah, I think going to places where I'm I think just being near people mm-hmm. like in the grocery store, like when you're in a like in a line, I think it's going to be weird to want someone to be away from you, but not for uh, like a COVID reason. Just be like, get off, like get out of my Gross, personal space. Yeah. No, don't touch me, please. Like that, like just being around, like not having to be aware of where I'm walking in a store, like being able to yep. walk down the same aisle as somebody and be like, right next to them, I think is going to be weird. Like, I think I'm still going to have that, um, that knee jerk, like, Oh, got to go down the next aisle and come around so I can, uh, not walk opposing this person. Mm-hmm. So just like the normal way I was before, but worse, mm-hmm. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's basically going to be it. Like, I, I also think there, like, to your point, Rich, there, there's going to be a group of people who are, wearing masks for the foreseeable future there's gonna be people who as soon as there's a vaccine out they're just gonna be like i'm free and then they you know they're 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 ready to go they're ready to go wherever um and i think there's still going to be value judgments passed and i'm going to try and i personally am going to try and remain as 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 open as possible to like look if a vaccine is openly available and the, the the recommendation is you can wear a mask to be as an abundance of caution like I am not, I, I'm going to try not to pass value judgments either way. I'm not going to be like, you're not wearing a mask. You're a monster or yeah. you're wearing a mask. You're a crazy person. Yeah. Like just, just like to, to acknowledge that everybody's going to have a different comfort level as things scale yeah. down. Yeah. Like once the vaccine is widespread and out there and, and in use uh, and it's effective, um, I'm not going to judge people on not wearing a mask as much as I'm going to judge people for not getting a vaccine. Uh mm-hmm. 
Yeah, so, vaccine's like, not going to work if only like twenty five percent of the population so, gets it. So like, I'm gonna right now. I still judge people for not wearing a mask or take. Like, I I went food shopping and and somebody was wearing a mask to the point where it would cover their mouth, but mm-hmm. when they went to talk, it would pull the mask down. Oh. And uncover their mouth every time their chin moved. So you so you were in line behind an NFL head coach. Yeah, pretty (laughs) much. And so, like, at one point, she just took the mask off while we're in Mm -hmm. the middle of Wegmans talking to her friend. And I'm like, what what are you doing? Yeah, I I don't understand that. That, like, when people... Because I see that a lot. When people, like, take off the mask to talk, I don't understand the point of that. Because if you're talking to somebody... Literally defeating the purpose. Yeah, and if if you're next to somebody, like, we can hear you. Well, Sean, they need to do it so that you can spray droplets all over everybody, doing the one thing that sprays the most droplets possible. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I didn't think about that. That was my fault. Put that in your pipe and smoke it, (laughs) O'Brien. I'm bringing that one back, too. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah. (laughs) Toke up. (laughs) Uh, Any other thoughts on uh, transitioning to a post-quarantine life? It's, uh, I'm I'm most worried about having to find a job that I may have to actually work in the office. Yeah, they keep pushing back our our uh our like the date we it got pushed back to January and they just pushed it back to April. They did same thing today. It was uh, end of March is the soonest they're mm-hmm. they're putting us in there for. I I don't know if it's going to be sooner than that. But I I'm lucky to where my job it's two main offices. One is in South Carolina somewhere and the other one is in Pittsburgh. So I have Ooh. I, I will never be working in an office from this position or from mm. this company unless I jump up high enough into a position that requires me to be in an office. It's like you're moving to Pittsburgh, baby. Let's go. Rose from the bird. I'll, I'll, I'll move down to South Carolina first. Oh, <laughs> oh wow. Oof. God. Shots fired. Right I'll, across take the bi- brow. I'll, I'll take Low big blow. mistakes for 600, Alex. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Uh, all right, <laughs> uh, Rich. What's our next question? Uh, next question. What are your coping skills? <laughs> great <in> question. <laughs> Drinking. Uh, uh, what's a coping skill? <laughs> Welcome to the Brose Podcast, <laughs> where we drink. I I need to order a large pizza for myself real quick. I'll, I'll uh, just give me a moment. Can you send one my way too? Uh, yeah, sure, definitely. Word. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm going to give a good and a bad one um, when I can think of it. Because <laughs> um, that's the thing. is like there's bad coping mechanisms that like make you feel good, even if it's just like comfort food or something like that. And then there's good ones where it's like, okay, you know, like you breathe, you count to 10, you do like like six minutes of mindfulness meditation or like you, you go for a walk. Mine is going for a walk, uh, the healthy kind, which is just like if I'm at work and I'm stressed out. Or if I'm like in my own head about something, if I just stretch my legs and walk around the house or, you know, when I was working in my office, I just I'd walk down to Wawa and back and just the act of getting up and like moving reset my brain a little bit. So that's my first one is is just taking a walk. I guess it also depends on what you're coping with. Mm hmm. I was going to say the, the, the bad one is easy. It's usually like something horribly unhealthy food wise or just drinking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I used I used to do the walk thing uh, when I was in college. Uh, and then eventually just like I got madder the longer I walked. 
It's like the walk ended up like I knew I was walking because I was upset. Oh, yeah. So yeah. somehow that ended up making it worse because it's like I'm walking because I'm upset, not because I actually want to walk. Fuck this. And it made it yeah. worse. You're, you're uh, walking and it's like, oh, it's like, oh, I feel great. What was I worried about before? And they're like, oh, this is what I was worried about before. And then like, it <laughs> but now I'm like working. 12 blocks from where I started. And I'm like, fuck, now I got to walk all the way back. God damn it. <laughs> uh, so I would say my good one is probably reading. Uh, distracting myself with a story or calming myself down uh, usually helps take me out of my current mindset by putting myself in another character's shoes. You know, that empathy thing we discussed. What? Empathy? Empathy? Empathizing with the characters. Is that a Pinot Noir? Yeah. (laughs) It is now. I'm sure it is. Empathy Pinot Rosé. Uh, no, that's a good one. That's a good one. Reading is a good one. Like escape, yeah. uh, was it like escaping a little bit? Like, like you said, putting yourself in another person's shoes. Yeah. 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 How about you, Sean? Um, I I think I used to go for drives when I was get when I would get really stressed out. I would go for a drive and like go in a direction I don't where I don't know where I'm going. Like I'd just be like, this I'm just going this way. Like let's see how far east I can go, and just absolutely um just like just go because that's that's i think how i would get around the if i'm just walking then i have to know where i'm going so i can't like lose myself in the like minutiae of what i'm doing like when there's driving there's so much going on and then uh yeah for bad ones it's probably drinking or just drinking <laughs> this it's drinking. Let's be honest. Come on, it's drinking. Let's be honest. Yeah. Mine is also food as well. Like the the food, you're not supposed to like reward yourself with food. Like uh, I deserve, you know, a bowl of macaroni and cheese or like a thing of fried chicken or something. Um, but it's also immediately satisfying uh, because it's like, oh yeah, I shouldn't be eating this, but I am. I'm just gonna indulge. Uh, I, I would say that's my bad one. Is is uh, is noshing on food that like is outside of my normal diet. Mm-hmm. Like no, like ordering like too much Chinese food, I think is is a strong one. I I don't even need to be coping, and when I would order Chinese food, I'd be ordering too much Chinese food. Uh, it's tons. Yeah. Uh, for me though, like it's it's tough because I don't really have any good coping mechanisms. Maybe driving. Driving is very therapeutic to me. Um. Me and my sister got into a big blowout argument about a month and a half, two months ago, and it was during work hours when we got into this argument, and I kind of shut down afterwards until lunch, where I just went to my car, got in it, got onto 295, and drove up 295 for a half hour, and then drove home, mm-hmm. and that was, and it like it made me feel better, um, but like that's probably the healthiest. However, like, I'll binge game, I'll binge watch TV, I'll, like, to just get myself out of whatever headspace I'm in and just forget about everything and just, just watch TV or play video games. Like, I'll just spend eight plus hours doing that instead of, like, actually dealing with my problems. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, Any other thoughts on the coping mechanism? I need chocolate. <laughs> chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Rich, how many questions do we have left? We've got two. All right. What's our second to last question? Uh, second to last question is, what's something about yourself that you hope will never change? <laughs> Fucking good looking I am. I'll be a stone cold stud till the day I die. We went from what are you sensitive about to what do you think is perfect. I yeah, know. Man. this is wild because I'm like yeah. I'm so sensitive. I have such low self esteem. Like it's like I hope most things about me change. Yeah. Uh, My prominent collarbone. <laughs> so huge. 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 What do you guys hope never changes? Anyone? Anyone? Um. I hope. That. <laughs> well, just, just... I'm going to get real cheesy real fast. What I hope never changes about me is my friendship with you guys. Aww. Aww. I love it. Yeah. That was going to be mine. I hate you, Tim. Now I have to think of a new one. <laughs> You're welcome, Rich. That's a really Beat good answer. That I like. But I hope my enthusiasm for things doesn't change. Like. Mm-hmm. How how much I love like dumb dad jokes. Like I hope I never stop when um when Mary's like lost her phone and she says, Hey Sean, can you call me? And I go, Mary <laughs> Like I hope that never changes. Oh, I hate you so much. <laughs> oh, I love it. Like that that kind of stuff. Like I hope I, I can still find the like the really tiny joys. Cause I think I'm really good at that and I that's that's what I hope never changes. That I can like find those dumb, stupid moments to just—it's like a little funsies, right? Yeah, I did find finding the small joys in life. Mm-hmm. Not only take yourself too seriously. Uh, Rich. Hmm. Um. I don't compassion towards others. Like I hope I never like lose that. And I hope I continue to care about everyone around me, everyone in my life, and even people I don't know. Like it, it, it turns, it ends up being sometimes a detriment to where I care so much that I don't really bother about myself. But I just hope I never change how much I do care about everyone in my life, you guys, including. Yeah, I'm stealing your answer, Tim. Fuck you. <laughs> Uh, Please don't. There's that empathy you're talking about, right? Fuck yeah, you, yeah. Tim. <laughs> Fuck you, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> Taking your answer, piece of shit. Uh, but like, yeah, I've I've always been used from friends as like a shoulder to cry on, and like I'm always there for them no matter what time they needed. So, like, I hope I like am always looked at to be that person that people can rely on. I guess. I That's a good one. And like you, Rich, I, I hope that. You know, my, my empathy remains unchanged as well. I hope that I continue to not give a shit about any of you uh, and all. No. Uh, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I love everybody. Uh, I hope I am continue to be open minded. I think I, I hope that I, I consider myself a relatively open minded person when it comes to either new ideas, new um you know, ways of looking at things, whether it's it's politics, whether it's just, you know, how to cook something differently, uh, whether it's how to do a task differently. Um, and I, I think, you know, as people get older, they tend to just get very set in their ways. They get, you know, their, their thoughts get calcified a little bit. And they just, you know, they're just like, this is the way I've thought about things 
forever. So this is the way I'm going to do things forever. This is the way I'm going to think about things, the way I'm going to look at this particular issue. And I, I hope that I continue to be open to new perspectives as I grow older. I fear that I won't because that's old ageness. That's the way it goes. But mm -hmm. I, I hope that, that that does not change. Yeah, it's great. Any other thoughts? It's, it's it, it makes me feel weird answering this question. Mm -hmm. I hope I'm never not good at math. There you go. Because you're going to look <laughs> so real stupid one day. Continue to call people fucking ingrates. <laughs> yeah. So we have like six separate audio clips of you calling people who can't do math fucking ingrates, and <laughs> I, I, I the internet really, lasts forever. I hope there is one time we do like a live show. And a math equation comes on, and Tim answers it wrong, and the entire audience just yells out, "You mm -hmm. fucking ingrate!" <laughs> Why would you wish that upon me? You <laughs> such a monster. Sixteen factorial. Let's go, baby. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's mm -hmm. easy. Give me something harder. <laughs> uh, this, this question is hard, though, because there's there really isn't anything about me that I because I'm so all of us are so different than we were like even then when we met each other like we're oh, yeah. very different people and oh, i yeah. think that's a great thing like mm -hmm. i don't i want to keep changing because i'm growing and i think i'm becoming a better person as the years go on i'm like wine baby hey. <laughs> better yeah, with age delicious wine <laughs> like not a rosé because rosé got drink like immediately yeah you gotta <laughs> drink <one> those... <laughs> <laughs> it's worse <laughs> yeah the opposite of our namesake uh rich what's our last question uh Last question is, what strange habit do you have? Strange habit? Huh. Um, every time I go through a yellow light, I punch the top of the, uh, punch car. the ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. The roof of my car. I don't know. I heard that was something to do somewhere for some reason, and I just always do it. It's just a habit now. There you go. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that. That one mm -hmm. before. I don't know. I don't know what it's for, but I do it every single time. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Um, I, I I still I still pretend I have the force whenever I go through uh, automatic mm -hmm. doors. <laughs> like yeah. I I don't I don't think it's a strange habit, but I'm sure other people do. <laughs> I will do that until I'm a million. There you go. One million. They'll be really good at the force by then. Exactly. Gets better with age. <laughs> Just like a fine wine, so I've heard. But not fine, a rosé. Not a rosé. Not a rosé, no. <laughs> um, this is half a habit and half just OCD. I, I, a, I like marrying bottles of stuff or like putting things in smaller containers. So like if – like for example, like I, I cook uh, – I do meal prep during the, you know, before the week. And as the week goes on, uh, to clear space in the fridge, uh, I will, if I get halfway through the bowl of, of whatever we've been eating, I'll go, okay, we have a smaller bowl. I'm going to put it into this bowl. Uh, now we have more room in the fridge and I can wash the big bowl so that I can use it for the next time I do meal prep and it'll be ready instead of me having to wait for it to be clean. Uh, so, uh, that is something that, uh, my, my wife, uh, correctly has identified as crazy, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, I enjoy doing it. It is a force of habit at this point, And, uh, it is it allowed me to have some modicum of control in a period of time that I have very little control over. I, you have had four Casnell winemakers blends. 
yep. storing the recording of this show. So, like, it kind of just shows right there that that's what you do. Yeah, it's just I mean, it's that's different. That's that's throwing a bunch of random shit all together into one bottle. He's talking about like. Well, hold on. That's uh, that, that is. Uh, but I mentioned that at the beginning, and that is kind of what I'm doing because I have two uh, half bottles of something. Um, incidentally, that's also one of my coping mechanisms. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, like to go or like two bottles of ketchup or something like that. Like that's a old mainstay for my my waitering days. Is just like marry the ketchups, marry the mustards. Don't tell the customer, and then we're good. Why do you have two bottles of ketchup? Uh, well, <laughs> sometimes I buy one and forget. Uh, other times <laughs> I have a new bottle that has a little bit of space at the top and I want to get ketchup's not the best example, but, uh, yes, but, but I, but you can tap it, tap it out yeah, and fill yeah, it up to yeah, the brim yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I, yeah. I can't yeah, tell yeah. you how many times I'm like, I want to have lunch meat sandwiches. Do I have mayonnaise? I don't know. Buy mayonnaise. And then I already have mayonnaise in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. but then you put the other mayonnaise in like a cabinet because it doesn't need to be refrigerated. But after, but what do I do after I eat a, a gigantic spoonful of the mayonnaise straight out of the jar? Uh, <laughs> then, then what, Tim? Checkmate. You die of a heart attack. <laughs> Tim, also, have you been watching me after I go shopping? Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Calling me out like that, rude. My oh, habit is eating mayonnaise by the spoonful. Oh, uh, oh I my guess God. with Paul Revere's oh. spoon. That, is, I, <laughs> that actually, I, 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 I'm dolls. the one who put that image out there. But I can think of nothing more foul than eating mayonnaise straight out of the jar. Of the I, I, <laughs> are you I, out? I am a fan of mayonnaise, but I cannot. I am a fanase. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but so I, I cannot. <laughs> I cannot watch videos of people eating mayonnaise by the spoonful. I'm it about to go get sick. a jar just to freak you the fuck out right now. No. Thank you. No. Yeah. yeah. That's you your first out. class one-way ticket to not being on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> You're Bye. Bring a jar of mayonnaise. Like, there, was, there was a video going around on Facebook, and it was somebody breaking the world record, like, mayonnaise eating, mm-hmm. like, world record. And every and time I say, saw just it. Just a quick reaction to that, we need a goddamn vaccine. <laughs> <laughs> Can we please... Do this so we can stop having people try to break the world mayonnaise eating record or something. Like, everybody, get everybody, get everybody a job, get everybody a vaccine, and get them away from the mayonnaise. Exactly. Woman eats five pounds of mayonnaise in three minutes. That's just you're barely even tasting it at that point. That's just a waste. Oh, oh. five that was, pounds of mayonnaise. That was the Period. last it's question. It's too many mayonnaise. No. Oh my god. I once ate 12 wings in three minutes, and even that paltry accomplishment is like, that makes me shudder to this day. <laughs> to, to the prospect of eating five pounds of mayonnaise ever is is mind-boggling, let alone in three minutes. Just, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, no, not a, just no. Any other no. weird habits that you all have? Tim, I don't think you did. You get one besides eating mayonnaise straight out of the jar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've been sitting here trying to think of one. Hmm. Uh, the only one I can think of, and this is more gross, maybe than strange, is that if I don't have tissues around or like they're in another room and I'm just being uh-huh. lazy as fuck, uh-huh. I will absolutely use a dirty shirt and just blow my nose into a dirty shirt. It's going in the fucking washer anyway. No, nah, no, nah, I've done that before. Yeah, that, that's yeah, 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 yeah. That's legit. So like this time of year is like when I start getting stuffy, and it's just like that. It's the season, so like 
I did that the other day, and I was like, oh, that, I haven't done that forever. <laughs> Noted. Noted. Right. So keep Good dirty acting. shirts away from Tim. No, nah, no. Nah, I mean, I gotta help him out. My own shirts. <laughs> That's just utilitarian. Multi-purpose. Mm -hmm. Right? Uh, any other weird habits? No, no, no. No. All right. Okay. Uh, well, those are all our questions, correct, Rich? Yes, mm -hmm. that is the final question. Does anyone have a take? I've got mm -hmm. a take. Let's hear it. So go it's, for it, Matt. So I'm actually going to be re. Uh, I'm 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 signal boosting someone else's take uh, because it's something I cannot get off my mind. Uh, it is so. Uh, it, it was brought to my attention by the Twitter handle uh, Bad Medical Takes, uh, <laughs> which is a great, great Twitter handle if you're interested in uh, something funny and or something that'll make you tear your hair out. And uh, it was a passage from a book excerpt. And I'm just going to read the, the part that they clipped off. And uh, just as a forewarning, um, there are several references to uh, non-crude uh, references to genitalia here. Um, but also, if you've listened to our podcast for as long as you have, you know what you're getting into. Um, <clears throat> so let me just read this to you real quick. For straight couples, there is one key difference between sex for the male and for the female. A woman gets a penis inserted into her while a man gets to insert his penis into someone else. That's all nice and good. Sex is pleasurable for both genders. But from what I've discovered, only one gender has to save room in her body if a penis is to go into it. Meaning that sometimes, if you've eaten a hearty meal... There isn't enough room for the penis. <laughs> sure. I don't think that's how that works. Sure, oh. women can eat and then have sex, but they really can't eat a lot. You know the saying, you can't always make room for dessert? Well, you can't always make room for a dick, especially <laughs> if you've eaten dessert. <laughs> now, what? A lot to unpack with this take here. Um, first off, uh, I, I, I'm... I'm only going to briefly touch on the medical uh, part of this. This is, I am obviously not the intended audience, uh, <laughs> and obviously I don't have the requisite experience for this. Um, however, uh, I'm, my brief reading on this, following uh, reading about this, th this passage, my brief reading on this is that uh, this is not true. <laughs> this is not something that happens. Um, and in fact, it is confirmed in a, in a roundabout way by the author herself, who says in the next paragraph, I don't know for sure if this is something other girls experience or just me, because I've never heard any of them discuss it. Maybe it's supposed to be kept a secret among us girls. Information so sensitive, we cannot really risk releasing it in conversation. Or maybe I'm actually the only one who gets full to be able to have sex. And if that's the case, then pretend this never happened. Noted. <laughs> we'll be pretending that this never happened. Will do. So I, I dug into this a little bit for a couple of things to un uh, unpack with this. Uh, first of all, um, I'm not going to try and be the PC police here, but it is the year of our Lord 2020. Uh, sex is pleasurable for both genders. It would not have been very hard to change that to sex is pleasurable for all genders. I put that as much on the the editor as I do on her for just like, look, man, it's, this is easy. Just make that change. Um, <laughs> secondly, uh, it became very clear that this is not a medical opinion. <laughs> like this wasn't like somebody <laughs> who was like had read the tail end of an article from the New England Journal of Medicine and decided like, yep, this is the take I'm going with. Uh, genitalia has capacity. And if I eat too much pizza, <laughs> then I can't have sex. Uh, so I did a little digging. Uh, the, uh, the author of this, by the way, it's an excerpt from 
uh, it's a it's a, a set of essays and the name of this particular essay which is admittedly hilarious is too full to fuck uh, <laughs> and and uh I, I did a little more digging in this book of essays is written by an actor and writer named Cassie david uh and I, I as i thought about this more i'm like okay this is obviously not a medical opinion she's very incorrect about this but this sounds like something that i could hear like elaine bennis saying on seinfeld mm-hmm. like like one of those like i just i couldn't yeah you know, when she's like dating putty and suddenly she's like but i had ice cream so i couldn't you know um and so i looked it up and <laughs> as it happens cassie david's parents are larry david and laurie david larry <laughs> david the co-writer of seinfeld and laurie david who pr- apparently produced an inconvenient truth which i did not know um so so much is going on in these three <laughs> paragraphs. I was I was fully invested. Like I was on an adventure with this with this take for like two days, just navigating the ins and outs. But again, just from my understanding, the idea that like you're at a hundred percent capacity because you had like a porterhouse, and therefore I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, apparently, sex draws from the same capacity level as your stomach uh really drove me crazy so uh anyway <laughs> shout out to you cassie david uh please don't buy her book <laughs> hey, the, shout out to you you fucking ingrate i just couldn't <laughs> the, the the thing that's been on my mind the entire time you're saying this take is i wonder what the targeted ads on matt's phone are gonna be for the next few days that's why it's incognito mode baby <laughs> incognito mode baby that is why you have it for situations where, like, for example, exactly tonight, like when I was trying to queue up this article again to bring up, I had to, I had uh, several strange Google searches, such as David too full to fuck, because I couldn't remember her first name, uh, but they censor it in the, th- so it, then I came up with something completely different, which was like David Harbour, the guy from, uh, from Stranger Things, apparently like was told he didn't have the sex appeal for a different role. So now I have that on my search history, which is awesome. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, but yeah, so, uh, shout out to Cassie David. Uh, I just, it was blown away by, uh, th- again, it was just the first two paragraphs that got clipped off and I was just like, Oh boy. Yeah. That <laughs> is buckle in baby. That <laughs> is a thing. That is absolutely. You know how they thing. say you can't, you can always make room for dessert. Well, you can't always make room for dick. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? It's funnier than anything I'll ever come up with in my life. <laughs> um, Tim, uh, if people want to find you on Twitter, where can they find you? At Tim R. Hansen. How about you, Sean? At Hey, it's SOB. How about you, Rich? At B underscore Walnuts. And you can follow me on Twitter at MKASNEL. That's M-K-A-S-Z-N-E-L. The podcast is on Twitter at Brose underscore podcast. It's on Facebook at Brose podcast. And it's on Instagram at brose underscore podcast you can listen and subscribe to our show anywhere where fine podcasts are bought and sold such as apple podcasts google podcasts stitcher spotify soundcloud tune in and everywhere else where fine podcasts are bought and sold and if you have a question you'd like us to answer on the air email it to brosequestions at gmail.com that's brosequestions at gmail.com huge thanks as always to mary o'brien for compiling our questions shannon vogel for designing our world famous logo you can find more of her work at shannon vogel photography on facebook and on etsy.com and our theme music is when by steven siebert and you can listen to his work at the free music archive uh it's plug time ladies and gentlemen plug it plug it plug it <laughs> who wants check to check out 
check out PodQuest, the Nerdy Roundtable, where we talk about that week's nerd news and junk. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not really much for me to promote right now, because PlayStation 5 just came out, and so did the Xbox, so there's not really a lot of new stuff mm-hmm. uh, to, to look forward to, I guess. Um, mm. Cyberpunk 2077 should be coming out soon, I think. It might be out that week. Sean. Plug it. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. If you want to watch me throw frisbees and or talk about frisbees, you can look me up on YouTube at OB Disc Golf, on, Insta- on Instagram at OB underscore Disc Golf, and on Twitter at OB Disc Golf, again, from the first time, if you remember. Uh, <laughs> and that's all, baby frisbees. Excellent work, everybody. <laughs> Excellent work. Woo! Everybody, say goodbye to the listeners. Bye. Deuces. Bye. For Tim Hansen, Rich Sweet, and Sean O'Brien, and the entire Action Moves team. My name is Matt Casnell, reminding you all to be smart about being stupid. Can't make me. We did it. That wasn't that long. <laughs> <laughs>